Hello and welcome to SEO SES. This podcast is brought to you by myself, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett, and the lovely, beautiful, charismatic, dynamic, energetic, super positive, and fun to talk to, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive, also at Holland and Barrett. Our show is called SEO SES because we wanted to bring you a special answering service for anything that you were interested in about SEO and things that you didn't even know you were interested in. So we like to talk about different topics each week um, and bring you things that either you already know about and potentially want to have a think about in a a sort of, um, I guess, remote debate with us or things that you don't know about and want to learn about. So this podcast is sponsored by potentially you oh yeah we're still on the lookout for a new sponsor so yeah if you, if you are interested you can email us at hello at seosespodcast.com and we are taking lots of applications please yes we're very flexible to whatever so have a chat with us and we see what we can do um but hannah are you getting used to saying my new role yeah i like it i think i think it suits you it's good it's a nice role it's <laughs> It's a nice role. Um, I have to say, I should have, when I was setting myself up on my dating apps, I should have got you to write my little profile, shouldn't I? My little oh, my word. How did you not do this? I know, wasted opportunity. I mean, <laughs> it just it amazes me that we still find different words to use. <laughs> I know, I do love it. It's, it's possibly my favourite part of the show. It is. And I think it's other people's favourite part of the show too. Anyway, how are we doing? Uh, yes. Good, thank you. Standing up today, feel like uh, the last thing I need to do at the weekend is to sit for any longer than I do during the week. Yes, with the roles that we have, there is a lot of sitting on our bums, isn't there? So you can get standing desks, can't you? So yeah, yeah, definitely. What's uh, this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Um, catching up on stuff, really. Sounds very ambiguous. Yeah, I got some work stuff to do. Oh. Yeah, I'm not boring be like I'm doing work. So yeah. I was trying to I was trying to wangle my way out of it, but <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> well, um after record because obviously we're recording on a Saturday and it's about lunchtime. So after this, um I'm probably gonna have a little nap because I'm of that age now where I like an <laughs> afternoon nap. Uh, no, I've just I've been having lots of late nights for some reason and getting up early. So it's taking its toll on me. So I'm going to have a nap. Then me and my sister are going to tackle the house and do some housework. So we're going to have a playlist on and uh, we'll do that. And then we're having a couple people, obviously no more than six, including us uh but yeah having, having a couple of people uh, to sit in our garden later for some drinks socially oh, distanced nice. and what have you and then tomorrow um going for a walk and picnic with some of the friends again socially distanced it does make me laugh that um i still feel the need to say that that it's yeah, socially I've distanced. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe yeah I'm, I'm worried that people are going to judge uh, but yeah and then Sunday night I'll be editing podcasts um so so yes quite like I feel like I've learned a new skill since we've done this podcast because obviously uh, we do it all don't we from planning getting guests on uh, recording editing publishing we do it all don't we we're we're the one-stop shop 
we are and you have definitely learned a new skill and it's a skill that I don't have I wouldn't know how to edit it so thank you for doing all of that and yeah it's a good skill to have hey well if you ever need Sarah's editing skills please email me at (laughs) (laughs) Sarah edits Sarah edits your stuff.com awesome and how are your mugs how are your kitty cats they're good. Hopefully they're not going to wander across the, uh, the, the screen whilst we're recording this time. And your um, husband did something crazy, didn't he? He decided to, so you went for a walk in, up Wales somewhere. And then on the way back, you dropped him off in Telford and then he, drove, uh, he cycled back to Leicester. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, a madman. It was just over 70 miles after, and we'd already spent, so obviously we'd driven to, to Wales in the morning. He'd driven on the way there um because obviously I was having to drive the car on the way back and then we'd gone for a walk this waterfall and then we'd gone supboarding on a lake so it's not like it wasn't active enough I don't <laughs> think I feel like it was just active enough for me I definitely wouldn't have wanted to cycle 72 miles home he is he is a crazy man isn't he and he I think is. he told me that he only had two bottles of water which didn't last shockingly yeah shock shock, shock <laughs> horror um awesome right so this week we are going to be talking about where to start with a content plan because obviously with seo you need a robust good content plan don't you you need to know what yep. you're doing what you're writing how you're gonna get people to your website and how you're gonna rank um so i believe you have a quick fire for me to start with Yes, I thought almost interview like I would do a quickfire for you based on some of the sort of, I guess, common things to debate. So are you ready? I just want to do a caveat. I just dropped my pen then. So if you heard a clatter, that was a pen that I decided to drop on the floor. So I do apologize. But yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, good. Article lengths, the longer the better or not? Depends. Not necessarily. Okay. Are we going to keep it as a quick fire? So I'm going to have to yeah. that as your answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, keywords, focus on them at all. Of course, 100%. Keywords, focus on one per article or a few? Again, the depends, but like I'd say a, f- a few. Okay. Writing for humans, but satisfying Google. To research or write from the heart? Can I not say both? Yeah. Because you need both there. You need research. You need to write from the heart. That's the whole point. You need to be satisfying yeah. both, even more so humans. You've got to satisfy okay. those humans, folks. <laughs> that would be a great clip. <laughs> uh, should you attempt to beat an article that's already epic when writing about the same topic? Should you attempt to beat an article, your own article? No, someone else's article. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay, so there's only one of those, I think, that I'd want to pick a debate with. Yes. And it's where you sort of um, sat on the fence within, like, focus on one keyword per article or a few. Can I say why? And then you can sort of... Yeah, um, go yeah. ahead. So we all know that um, pages, blogs, articles or whatever, they rank for more than one keyword, don't they? Yes. So that is why I'm saying that it's a bit of a, I didn't really know how to answer that one because 
when you i like to tackle topics rather than like specific keywords um because obviously google is an intelligent search engine and it understands synonyms and keyword variations and that's what you should be doing so when you're writing content you should be finding other um keyword variations or topics that are related to each other because one google understands it and then that's more natural as well because a big thing with content that you're writing is it's all about user experience and the value of content and writing it in a way that's uh, easy to read and um you can digest it and stuff and it's going to be more natural if you're using diff because when we're talking about subject and we're talking about stuff you don't just stick to one keyword do you don't stick to one specific way of saying something no. you use variations so i suppose as i'm talking more about it it is uh yeah you don't just stick one find top like tackle it on a more topic basis would you agree yeah yeah definitely and oh good i think um <laughs> i know i was looking forward to a juicy debate there and you've just taken it away from me but i think just to elaborate slightly it it's just completely unnatural, like you say, just to use one word whenever you're referring to whatever it is that you're talking about in that article. If it is a, like a focused on one thing, then you, you just it just would be really weird. It'd be almost like if you're talking about like a Nikon D3500 camera, like you wouldn't keep saying Nikon D3500 camera every single time you refer hmm. to it. You talk, you talk about cameras and um, like photographing and other keywords that are super relevant to it, which are just natural. And not only that, but obviously, like you say, with synonyms becoming such a massive thing for Google and then really taking it on board even more so now than they ever have done. Yeah. And like, to focus on one. yeah, exactly. And also if um, you can easily get yourself into why am I even attempting to say this word, but cannibalization issues. Um, so if you are like, because it's very old school to like stick to one keyword and like one keyword variation per page, because if you've got, and I, I do see this a lot um, with like, especially old, old, older websites that have got a lot of content, um, they end up having a lot of, similar blogs or pages that are covering very similar topics that in effect you end up competing against yourself yeah um so yeah so i think focusing on one keyword is very old school that is like seo 10 15 years ago um google is much more sophistic sophisticated nowadays and you need to be doing that and i just think yeah it's very old school with that approach I like your cannibalization point though. So you, you wouldn't say, okay, every article that I write are going to have the same 10 keywords. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, yeah, stick to your keyword that you are, you're writing about, but then make sure that you include synonyms related to that topic yeah. rather than like you say, and having always, everything on your website target or target all the same ones and always 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 before you're delving into content or writing something just have a and you, you're not 100 sure if your website's already covered it um just have a look to see first but anyway i think that was a good quick fire and it's it sparked a good little first discussion point hasn't it absolutely so now we've got that semi-debating out of our system let's take a look at some different angles for research before cracking on with a content plan so i want to start with google search console obviously 
one of our favorite tools one of most people's favorite tools if you don't use it you're not in it every day get in it it's awesome so have a look at what time of year you're planning for and then have a look at what what kind of words what pages did you receive most clicks and impressions for at that time last year in case there's anything seasonal and then is the content that's got you those clicks and impressions still there if it is can you improve it is there anything you can do to it this year to bring it more up to date make it more current make it better than whatever is ranking higher than that and if no then you'll definitely need new content because you were covering that last year it was doing really well for you then also have a look is there anything that you're getting impressions for but not clicks because maybe you haven't got the best landing page so if you're viewing clicks and impressions together in google search console order that then by the fewest clicks to get the opportunities that you might not know even exist so in the sort of display obviously select clicks and impressions and then below that where it shows you the data click on um, clicks and click on it again, it'll bring up the ones where it's zero, but you are getting impressions. And the further you go down that list, you'll see where you're getting not many clicks, but lots of impressions. Well, they're just opportunity areas. And then if there's anything that you are ranking on page one for, but not consistently high up, so maybe seven, eight, if you can create some supplementary content to support a page that's already performing, it could help you get to position one to three. And I know this is going to sound like a really weird one because it touches on that cannibalization point. Mm. I'm not saying create something that covers the same topic, but maybe looks at a part of whatever you've spoken about in more depth or covers keywords that you've not included in that. So say it's a type of, um, I don't know, type of tire, right? Um, and then you've sort of done a guide on tires and you want that to rank top. But then actually what you want to do is look at why tread, not wits, what's the word? Depth matters. And then you'd, you'd obviously cover that in your guide, but you cover it in a lot more detail in the article. And that will either help to try and show Google that, yes, this isn't just like a one one time thing where you focused on ties you guys are experts on ties you didn't mm. go into depth on this article do you know what i mean and then you'd link internally link those together um and hopefully if you're doing it right it won't take away from the from the guide um but it should help your site as a whole rank for more relevant keywords so also what you can use when you are planning content is google analytics and their internal search function now if you haven't, if this is the first time you're hearing about internal search, um, basically within Google Analytics, you can set up Google Anal Analytics to track what people search for in your site. Um, so most websites nowadays will have like a search feature of sorts, won't they? Um, and yeah. where you can search for topics, keywords, phrases, and then it will bring up pages within that website that's relevant to what you've searched. Um, now, what's really cool is if you're tracking what people are searching for in there. So I would, if, yeah, if you haven't got this set up, just Google how to set up Google Analytics site search. And there's loads of articles out there that will help you. But it's, it's really handy because, again, look at the period you're targeting. Um, but last year to see what your website users were using internal search to find. So, for example, um, what you could look into is did searches for vegan go up near January? Because uh, obviously there's the, what is it, Veganuary? Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. So having that internal search 
um, function gives you a real window into what people on your website and hopefully your audience, because hopefully the people on your website are relevant to you. It gives a real window into what they're searching for and what's trending in and what time of year. So yes, definitely set that one up. Another two tools um, that we can use with our content planning is Google Trends and Exploding Topics. Um, I think you told me about Exploding Topics, Hannah. I think you came across that tool, didn't you? Yeah, quite recently, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is a really cool. You're quite good at like coming across different tools. Um, but anyway. Uh, oh, you. You're the queen of it. <laughs> wow. I feel like we've just put it each other up here. So... <laughs> So if you're looking for something that's trending in the search word, find an angle for one of the topics that are trending. So with these tools, you can even look by country and during different timeframes. So for example, you can look at what's trending over Christmas or um, you can see what's trending over summertime. So knowing what's trending and at what time of year, um, you can be better with planning your content. So rather than playing catch up and like something's happening and you're like, oh crap, I need to get something out there now and then, you're probably going to miss the boat because your competitors have already planned that in and they're writing about it. So it's good to get ahead of the game there. With Google Trends, because I've used Google Trends and Exploding Topics, but I know Google Trends more. Uh, But with Google Trends, you can see also if a top has already trended in the past and it's going down in popularity so say for example you're looking at a topic this time of year and the spike happened in June and it's just gone like progressively progressively down you know that okay that's the top that's that was a topic that happened at that particular time but now it's trending down or vice versa you can see if a topic is forecasted to continually trend up so sometimes when I've used the tool it will like do a dotted line going upwards and that's saying like that Google Trends is predicting that it's going to continually trend that topic is going to continually pick up um, popularity so you've still got time to write about it sort of thing also within Google Trends you can compare sort of keywords so what's really cool is you can type in multiple variations of a keyword and see what people are using more Um, and that's really key because sometimes you can get a bit stuck like just because you call something in a certain way that doesn't necessarily mean that's what the majority of other people do Um, especially with me because I make up my words all the time (laughs) so so um, using a um, using that feature within Google Trends you can actually see oh actually like these are keyword variations they all mean the same thing but people like tend to call it more this so if I write if I use this more than that like still use your keyword variations but obviously like in your your main header or your main title you know which one to go for which is the more search for one I like it cool um talking talking about search for we can also look at search volume for the keywords that you were ranking for at the same time last year so I know I've, I've said about clicks and impressions but if you can actually find the search volume of the keywords that were getting you those clicks and impressions then that will help advise which which topics to create which keywords to really properly focus on Mm. So, I mean, you probably could do this using Search Console as well. Um, if you get the keywords and then match it up with like Keyword Planner to find out the um, the, the actual search volume. Um, but there's a really good tool uh, that, which I use, and that's Bright Edge. 
So it's got something called DataCube, which allows you to see every keyword your site ranks for going back several years. So if you want to see something that's become popular every summer, you'll easily be able to see what to focus on during every month or during every quarter. Um, and I think there's uh, something similar with Uber Suggest. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. So basically, Uber Suggest is the cheap, uh, cheaper version to Bright Edge. Like I've obviously um, had a, a look and I've started to use Bright Edge, and it's a fantastic tool, and it's definitely worth the money. Uber Suggest. It's like comparing apples to oranges. So like Uber Suggest is like thirty thirty five dollars a month. So it's not as it's one of the cheapest tools out there, um, but like just just be mindful that like sometimes know what you're paying for like sometimes it's worth paying money like and i mean bright edge is you really expensive one isn't it like eight ahs and semrush they have plans at 99 dollars per month so i'm not comparing <laughs> bright edge. Just, yeah it's caveat. not an enterprise tool yeah no uh, but what you can do if if budget is sort of restricted like within uber suggest if you can track keywords so obviously um you can find keywords that you want to track and important to you and then you can set date ranges to see um like how you've been doing and stuff so obviously not as sophisticated as bright edge but there's still no, it's still really helpful to know yeah the functionality in there sort of thing Awesome. Also, when you are content planning, you need to be looking into keyword intersects. So again, I think there are a few tools that enable link intersects, but the one I've used in the past is Ahrefs keyword intersect tool. So the way that works is you put your website URL into the system and specify up to three competitors. And then what Ahrefs does is then it will show you the keywords, some or all of them are ranking for, which your site isn't. Um, so obviously that's a really good, like, because obviously you need to do something about that, don't you? <laughs> and it works the other way too. So you can put your URL in as a competitor site and a competitor's URL in as yours to see what you're ranking for where your competitor doesn't rank. So obviously this idea of, is it right to call it sort of content gaps or gap analysis? Yeah, yeah. Is really key and it can really, yeah, it can really help with your content planning and getting content on your website that's going to drive that website traffic and drive conversions and all that lovely wording that hannah please take over that was uh yeah that that's such a good tip i absolutely love that tip really really helpful and yeah like you say just a tool like ahrefs can do that really really well so and it's not just um i imagine there's other tools that do it as well um yeah. but obviously you we talk about what we know and we've both used ahrefs absolutely um, you can also check out your own social media accounts. So take a look at what your community is talking about. Are there any hashtags your followers are using a lot, which you could create content for? You can also find this out using SparkToro very easily to see mm. the hashtags people are using. Um, yeah, really, really worth checking that out. I wonder out. if uh, SparkToro fancies being our sponsor. <laughs> just, I know, just, we, just we do big it up quite a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> very natural, very natural. <laughs> But on the social media, um, check out how people are describing your products or services if, if they are talking about it. So say you sell something like stand-up paddle boards. Are they using words like calming, relaxing, or is it more kind of invigorating? And just get into the mind of 
the people using these and, and what they want to say about it. And then you can write something that you know they're going to be interested in because it's it's similar to what they're saying or it's controversial and challenging what they're saying. So yeah, also worth spending some time on social. Um, just as a funny little caveat, I don't know if caveat is the right one, but uh, when Hannah first started, because you've just been getting into stand-up paddleboarding yeah. um, and you called it sup boarding and I was like look at you trying to sound all cool sup sup man <laughs> sup. sup with my paddleboard anyway another way for um coming up with content ideas and content planning is to conduct your own polls and surveys um so conducting these is a really great way to sort of find key trends themes that people are talking about within your industry or find what your customers or what what people are talking about so we do this quite a lot with SEO SES so obviously um we have Twitter so we conduct polls on there don't we to find Mm -hmm. out um what people are thinking and what people are like we've done really stupid ones where it's like do you prefer tea or coffee Uh, because of a poll we got, yes, yes. So me and Hannah have got a helicopter. Um, so th- th- be cautious with these polls because who knows what <laughs> you'll end up doing. Uh, no, but um, yeah, it's just, yeah. So obviously we got to a certain milestone, didn't we? And so we said, oh, what should we do to celebrate? And we said, tattoo, we gave it up to our audience and it was a tattoo. Yeah, it was, um, it was some power dive. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, getting back onto the, uh, the so yeah so obviously we've done ones that are more so a recent episode of ours was when we were comparing HRS or SEMrush and obviously we asked the audience to see what they said so with polls and surveys that you conduct and it doesn't have to be on social you can if you've got an email list you can do it that way you can anywhere that your audience is and you can survey or get their opinion do it um that sounded very bossy didn't it do it right now <laughs> but not only do you have something to write about and something that's interesting and something that you know that your audience is talking about because they're involved in it and um, but you also have your own original data and having your own original data is really good because if you can put that original data in some sort of graphic infographic or a pdf report or whatever if you've got your own data then people can use your data as a source or for evidence or when they're talking about if they've got a blog on their website um, and they come across the some research that you've done and they want to link to it because obviously people are doing that because they want um, to back up what they're saying. Also, when you publish your findings and like you get quotes from some people, let them know because if you've included a quote, they'll also end up linking to you. So I know I've sort of like gone into a bit of link building talk here but it is still relevant because obviously the idea is that you're doing it for content ideas but it also helps with like getting links doesn't it yeah definitely Um, and then the final one is reviews so what words are people using most in reviews for so for example if they're words in the positive reviews which were the key points that they were most happy about so use the reviews to be able to speak the same language as the people buying your products or services so if someone's bought an ab roller 
and say that it doesn't stick it's really sturdy easy to use and put together um, even like great for ab training to get a six pack then you know to include all of these points in an article about ab training or even on the, in the content on your site even on the product because this is what matters to them it's what they want to mm. talk about it's what they've said is worthwhile to let other people know about in a review definitely definitely it's like you're understanding your audience aren't you you're like crafting content that's going to be really helpful and valuable i've i've had a run-in with an ab roller i remember yeah i had a massive fat lip didn't i and a bruise and basically i i think I was a bit cocky when I first used an ab roller because it's quite hard to like get all the way out, isn't it? Because obviously you've um, got your core and like everything shaking when you're rolling out using it. And I just ended up like full on twatting the thing. Like, so my face met the ab roller. Um, oh, hang on. That's not what an ab roller is. Yeah. Am I getting ab rollers like where you it's got two little handles and a, yeah, a wheel, wheel yeah. and you roll out right I have got it right okay I can carry on <laughs> but yeah so basically it was during a gym class um, and I twatted myself and I turned to my friend I was like oh I'm like am I bruised am I bleeding and she's like you're fine you're fine when I went home but you know when you can taste metal when you're like there's there's oh, blood nice. here when I went home my girlfriend at the time was like fucking hell Sarah what happened to you and I was like an ab roller like, it was awful it was awful <laughs> but yes so so yeah I think that was a quite short concise to the point pod- I think that was a good one though um yeah I think good. I think we've given people help hopefully about coming ways to put together a content plan and because sometimes when you are tasked with that or you're thinking oh Christ, I need to put some sort of content plan together. Yeah. I need to have it. Like, it is hard to know where to start, isn't it? That's it. At least if you've got something, if, even if there's one thing on there that you don't normally do, hopefully that's been worthwhile to listen to for you. Yes. And yeah, and let us know, like, if you do try something or if there's something else, um, then yeah, we're all ears. But um, there's loads of different ways. Sometimes it's just about thinking about your audience, isn't it? And getting into their shoes and thinking, okay what is it that they want or how or what where can I go to to find that stuff out so obviously we've given you loads of different places that you can go to um but as you're doing these things you might come across more things yeah yeah awesome right then it is feature time you know what we need two sponsors, just putting it out there. We need a feature sponsor and we need a like general podcast sponsor. So, you know, yeah. if you if jingles are your thing and you want to come up with a feature jingle for us, please do because we need a more smooth sort of uh, segue, don't we, into this yeah. feature? Because I'm always like, it's out. feature time. And it's like, oh. <laughs> please help us. <laughs> please please okay so hannah yeah i am feature master how does that make you feel slightly nervous well this is a bit of a nice one oh good it's not too it's just a bit i don't know if it's going to work in a podcast setting but we'll give it a go and you never know um you don't know until you try these things do you no right so it's the classic 20 questions game right yeah. so I have an item in my mind 
and you have 20 questions um, so I'll be noting them down and you've basically got 20 questions to guess what I'm thinking about and I can only answer yes or no so for example is it edible I would say yes or no and you just got to whittle down until you think you know what I'm thinking about okay that was my first question by the way I'm not copying you what is it edible yeah <laughs> it is not edible no can you wear it no does it transport you somewhere no uh does it have a purpose other than to look nice uh, that's a hard one for me to answer um <laughs> when you said does it have a purpose yes okay is it your llama plant <laughs> no okay i nearly did that but i thought that was too obvious <laughs> you said it's got a purpose didn't you yes okay that's um, not another question no no it's not um is it um mechanical or electrical no hmm. is it a book no Can find you... out where it is okay is it in the room with you now no is it in the house no is it outside yes is it a tree <laughs> no <laughs> right you've got you've got nine questions left okay uh, so it has a purpose can you sit on it no it's outside it's is outside it huh is it the sun no clouds no right i'll give you a clue because you've got six questions left it's man-made it's not natural yeah. is it a building no is it a bench no you said you can't sit on it scrap that one oh this is hard <laughs> we used to always play this as kids and i didn't realize how hard it was um so it's outside it's got a function um find out like material is it plastic yes is it a watering can <laughs> no is it a plant pot no you were closer with a watering can come on is you've got two more book? questions is it a water butt no hmm. I still think on that you've got one more hose pipe yes oh. <laughs> amazing i didn't expect to do as well as i did <laughs> you just you got it just in the 20 questions oh, thank you for the help <laughs> i needed it realized that 20 questions things was so hard i know so hard there you go i mean i wanted i was literally just looking around and um where i'm sat i can see out into the garden and my brother-in-law is watering the garden so that's where my inspiration came from ah, well it's just rained here so i don't need to do that oh does that mean that we're that we've got rain coming i don't know Depends which direction it's moving. Yeah, because obviously you're Leicester, I'm Nottingham, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't we? So, so, yes. Well, you got my 20 questions. Well done. Thank you. So, Hannah, that's the end of this week's podcast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I like this one because I think this is a nice 
easy digestible one to take on board and yeah I enjoyed doing this one me too well we should probably say how how to get in touch with us yes if you fancy sending us some content you can email <laughs> at hello at seosaspodcast.com or we're on twitter seo underscore SES, or sarah mcduck with a d-u-k oh oh yeah seo sas hannah um yeah that's it yes and if you enjoy our podcast and you're not subscribed yet please do and if you want to give us a review that's also nice and even um so like we get a few sort of nice comments in other places as well don't we we get like people tweeting um and stuff like that and that obviously if we know we're doing a good job we're going to carry on aren't we so absolutely. um absolutely i should stop swearing it is not big and it is not clever is it <laughs> and on that note and on that note what's your last wise words um, words of wisdom get enough sleep yes sleep is important folks and mine is um have fun don't take life too seriously (laughs) love it there we go get sleep don't take life too seriously and everyone needs a pot llama plant in their life (laughs) no 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 everyone needs a koala bruce bryas Mm-hmm. Could be, could be koala teddy bear. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, till next time. <laughs>